This is Faith. And this is Addie. And this is Mama, Mama Bear, Bear Connects. Connects. Woo! We're back after almost three years. No, two years. No, three years. It was years. when COVID started. Yeah. Three flipping years ago. Yeah, it was January 20th, 2020 was our last episode. And now we're back on January 8th, 2023. Woo! With a lot more insight and knowledge and personal experiences that we're so excited to share with you guys. Yeah, we, um, I actually went through and re-listened to our podcast um, last week and realized how a bad of a headspace that I was in yeah. and Addie was um, also going through a hard time uh, at that time and that kind of just stopped us from the motivation we had and um, we've grown and gotten a lot more insight. We've had a lot more uh, difficult things that we've had to get through too. And Life just keeps going. Yeah, but we're here. We're on a floating rock in the middle of the universe yeah so let's just let's get into it so all right let's talk about what we're gonna be doing today okay so we are gonna be talking about pmdd Addie, what is pmdd pmdd is a premenstrual dysphoric disorder a very severe form of premenstrual syndrome it causes a range of emotional and physical symptoms every month during the week or two before your period and it is sometimes referred to as severe pms and that's a definition uh, that we had gotten off of mind.org.uk. Yeah. So um, why Addie and I are talking about this is because she and I both um, have PMDD. And it is something that it completely affects your daily life. And it can be pretty extreme sometimes. And we just felt like it was very, very important for us to get this off um, in our podcast because PMDD awareness is suicide prevention. Exactly. And it is, it's so important. So, uh, Addie and I had recognized maybe a year ago or so that there was a specific pattern to our um, moods and physical symptoms. Yeah. And so we started kind of really, really super digging in and uh, got our period trackers and just started tracking every emotion, every pain, every thought in our head. Yeah, just so we could start catching on to what what in the world is going on. <laughs> yeah, because you literally feel crazy. And it's, it's the most frustrating thing to go through with so, no explanation. Yeah, so if we have any other females listening to this and you agree that every month you feel a little bit crazy then let's see what we can do yes let's get this figured out if there's some gentlemen listening to this and your wives um have similar symptoms have a conversation with her yes um because it it really feels very shameful going through it and you don't really want to talk about it because Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard. And it's weird. It's scary because you don't feel like yourself. Mm -hmm. And having a partner's validation and support during this time is very, very important. Or even just a friend, family member. Like, it's important to have support during this time. Yeah. And we we fully 100% recognize that it takes incredible humans to stand by somebody that goes through the cycle of PMDD. Um, 
because it's hard and confusing and frustrating yeah for everybody involved and so um acknowledge that and and be aware that the support that you can give as a significant other or friend or friend uh mother anybody um is huge and very very validating and wonderful yes and before we start we also just wanted to clarify that these are our personal experiences and also our information is based off of websites and other research that we've gotten and we are not medical professionals we're just simply stating what we've been through and what has worked for us on this journey of figuring out PMDD. Yep. And we highly, highly, highly suggest tracking your symptoms and going to your doctor or therapist with the findings that you get. Yes. And also, if you're not tracking your periods right now, download a tracker because that will save you a lot of trouble. And it's just good to know when you're fertile, when you're not, when all of the above. So, yes. And if you're feeling iffy about trackers, um, just get a calendar. Yeah. And be very detailed on the calendar and get to know your cycle very well. Because syncing your life with your cycle has been one of the most beneficial things that I've ever done. And we should we should do an episode on cycle syncing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So because there are four different phases of a female's cycle. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a different episode. Yeah. Should we start with symptoms? Yes, let's. Have some symptoms. All right. So all of these are also off of mind.org.uk. So there are physical and emotional symptoms. Uh, Physical symptoms are breast tenderness, tenderness or swelling, (laughs) (laughs) joint or muscle pain, headaches, bloating, appetite changes or binge eating, increased external and internal conflict, and feelings of intense rejection. Um, And some other symptoms that I found... Um, online it is uh, the mind.org also in UK uh, it says extreme sadness hopelessness irritability anger um, along with just the typical breast tenderness and bloating like what Addie said Uh, one thing that Addie didn't mention is uh, suicidal ideation Um, that one is pretty extreme and it happens way fast ridiculously quick way fast uh you could wake up in the morning and be completely fine and then two hours later you're in a bathroom crying about why your life is the way it is yeah and that's fine if you feel that way we see you and we hear you and we feel you totally and and anxiety was that listed in the ones that you read, anxiety? Um, I just read off the physical symptoms. Okay. Perfect. And then the emotional ones I have, lack of energy, very intense mood swings, uh, feeling overwhelmed or out of control. And also, a lot of women that we've spoken to about PMDD have mentioned brain fog mm-hmm. and very disassociative during this time. Yes. And driving can be scary. Even going anywhere can be scary. Like, you feel so very out of it. So, literally, like... There, there's so many, there's a part, so there's kind of different phases. Like I, I've named my, my different phases, like rage faith, sad faith, and like happy faith. Yeah. I was going to say angry, but that kind of fits in with my rage. Um, And when we're talking about rage, we don't mean like, oh, I'm angry. Like it's a burning rage that you feel 
and it's you want to break things yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild very intense and so and we're finding that it's normal with yeah. EMDD and also another physical symptom I wanted to talk about is during my ovulation phase I personally get very very dilated pupils to the point where you can barely see the color of my eyes mm-hmm. and that is hand in hand with being in fight or flight during my ovulation cycle so my anxiety is out of whack my pupils are out of whack and overstimulation sensory is just Mm -hmm. so hard like clothes will be too tight everything's just so much for me like sound light everything yeah it's crazy so if you feel like you have some of these symptoms go talk to your doctor but a lot of women who are diagnosed with pmdd are formally diagnosed with bipolar and there's a big misdiagnosis that a word Mm -hmm. misdiagnosis yeah because PMDD and bipolar, they go hand in hand, basically. But yeah, talk to your doctor if you feel like you're related to any of this or because it's not a it's not a joke. It's not it's not to be taken lightly. Like this is serious and it's important to bring it to light. Yeah. And one thing we found is we have uh researched the crap out of this so that we can get some validation uh with our feelings is um it is a genetic marker there is a genetic marker within your dna so it is very likely that if you as a female in your life uh have had these symptoms your mother probably had these symptoms your sisters probably had these symptoms your nieces probably had these symptoms your grandma your grandmother probably did um out of all of my siblings all four of us females have it um my nieces and my daughter have it and um my mom i'm i'm positive had it as well and i'm sure my grandmother did too so um and it is confirmed by our doctor uh, that it is a genetic marker in the dna so that's not just something that we're just spouting out there like it there literally is a dna marker in there and also um if PMDD doesn't run in your family. It could, like, who is at risk of developing PMDD? Mm-hmm. People with a family history of PMDD, women with a personal family or a personal or family history of depression, postpartum depression, or other mood disorders, and immune inflammation or activation all has a big part in developing PMDD. So if you think you're in the clear, but you still, like, if you're wondering, my mom doesn't have this, my sister doesn't have this, but I do, there are other reasons. Like, any woman can develop PMDD at some point in their life. It's just... It just happens. Yeah. Um, One other thing that we found is very common in women that have been sexually assaulted or sexually abused. And Um, also women with ADHD. Yes. seems to be a big thing also. Mm-hmm. And then um, also if there was a traumatic birth or a miscarriage. So yes. there's a lot of ways for PMDD to present itself. Um, for myself, I was sexually abused as a child um, into adulthood, as well as um, I had a miscarriage at 18 years old of our second child. And that was a very, very traumatic loss. Um, and that looking back at my childhood, I recognize there were, I 
very likely had signs of PMDD back when I was first starting to have my period, but um, it didn't really start hitting full swing until after I lost the baby. And that's when things really started. But that being said, um, again, we did not recognize this cycle until about a year ago. But also dad noticed the cycle. So partners listening, (laughs) friends, family, anybody, if you notice a cycle in your, in this person in your life, if you notice these patterns, bring it up and get this taken care of as soon as possible because it will save, it could save lives. Totally. And with that being said, um, they're on psychom.net. It's P-S-Y-C-O-M.net. Um, it, they say that uh, sufferers may spend days or even weeks each month isolated in or, or in bed. And 15% of women who struggle with PMDD will attempt suicide at least once in their lifetime, um, according to IAPMD, um, which doesn't shock me, Because it's hard. And it's very difficult to think logically and realistically during this time. So when, let's see, when does PMDD usually start? wikipedia.org unfortunately (laughs) it it's saying that pmdd is most common from age 25 to 35 but me personally i started experiencing these symptoms when i was 14 years old Mm -hmm. and if not before but they definitely got worse once i was 14 and i i went through some hard stuff and i feel like that kind of triggered it and i also was on birth control and that didn't personally help me, but it can be very, very helpful for other women. But in my personal experience, it was not helpful for me and my symptoms did seem to get worse after that. But sorry, with, with her saying that also, like she was on a birth control that specializes in PMDD. Yeah. um, And it just overloaded her system with exactly what, like, triggers the PMDD. Yeah. So it was not good for her. That is a therapy medication. Like, birth control isn't a bad route to take. But when I took that route, it didn't work out for me. But Mm -hmm. I'm not stopping anybody else from trying it out because if, if you find something that helps, then woo. I'm very grateful that you did. Yeah. And and we're definitely not anti-medicine. Oh, no. By any sense of the word. Yeah. Also, um, Zoloft, sertraline, was very, very helpful for me. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. If anybody was looking into that, it was helpful for me. And it still is. I'm currently still on medication. And I'm learning how to be comfortable with myself being on medication and being okay with needing medication. But it's hard. But... You get there and it's, I'm, I'm blossoming. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is in one of the past uh, episodes that we recorded, we had mentioned how um, blood thinning medication is life-saving for, mm-hmm. for my husband and um, mental health medications are life-saving for her. Yep, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nope, and nothing no, whatsoever. No shame in in having to take medication. If it helps you, then it helps you. If it makes you feel the way you want to feel, then by all means, do it. 
Um, so one thing uh, with our tracking that we really found super helpful is on the period tracker app that we use, um, it will break down on the calendar what day in your cycle uh, everything is that like your menstruation and ovulation. And so that really helped us pinpoint the time frame of when our symptoms were going to be the hardest. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, it's days six through nine, which are extremely hard for me. I will go from being fine to angry to super anxious to wanting to sleep and isolate to not wanting to be alone because it's sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and literally you're inside your brain, like arguing, fighting. arguing, fighting. You're, you're telling yourself that you are hated and nobody loves you and you're stupid and you're this. And then the other person inside your brain is like, no, you're, not. No, you're beautiful and wonderful and smart. And it is a terrible, terrible battle. Um, and then days like 22 to 26, I think, are my other really Me difficult too. days. Um, so really keeping very close track of your cycle and seeing what days in the cycle they are um, that are your worst days will really help you uh, find some good positive information. And at the very least, it will prepare you for those days that happen. <laughs> um, so also, it seems to be more common that during the luteal phase of the menstrual cycle, which is the second part of it, um, that seems to be the most intense time. Mm -hmm. And that begins around day 15 if you have a 28-day cycle. And it ends when you get your period. So that's what the luteal phase is, and that's when feelings seem to be most intense and disruptive. Speaking of disruption, PMDD disrupts life. Life totally. as you know it for three weeks out of four. Yeah. You have one good week to recover and get back onto that. And so I found it personally very difficult for me to keep a job because I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Three weeks out of the month, I couldn't do it. And that's unreliable and that sucks for me because, you know, I just, I just want to work and I want to be a reliable employee. But um, it is possible. Um, IAPMD.org uh, says you may be entitled to job-protected leave under the Family Medical Leave Act, FMLA, when, need, when leave is needed due to symptoms of PMDD. You may also be entitled to receive reasonable accommodations at work under the Americans with Disabilities Act. So if you are diagnosed with PMDD, you are... you. Possibly can. Yeah, you can claim disability for it. Yeah. So if you feel like you're unreliable at work and it's really frustrating, it's beating you down, talk to your employer and your doctor, see what you can do about this. So, yeah. And it's more common than you think. Um, and I, I, Addie and I have had this conversation earlier that we believe the statistics are very, very off. Yeah. Um, Percentage wise. For example, a website that I looked at, I'm not sure what it was, but it said 3 to 8% of women in the world have PMDD, which is mind-blowing to me. I don't see how that could be accurate just no. from the people I've met, and it seems to be very, very common in my life. Mm -hmm. So 3 to 8% just doesn't make sense to me, but that was also in February of 2021. Yeah. So... 
And, and it's also becoming a bigger thing. Yes. And I'm grateful that it's being talked about more. Yeah. And it's so important. Yeah. And that, that was actually basically what I was going to say is like the research that has gone into PMDD has been very basic because mm-hmm. it's a girl's disease. Yeah. And, um, and so gratefully, like me and Addie have really just dug in hardcore yeah we gotta figure this out yeah we're like we're so beyond done being crazy in our brains and and we're i'm not knocking crazy we're not calling people crazy but that's just how it feels you literally feel like you are just insane and it's horrible and overwhelming and it's not fun we also noticed um an odd pattern that we both have and that a lot of women to seem to have is every other month their symptoms are worse. Yes. What is that about? That is due to ovulation. Um, from what we from what we are our hypothesis. Yes. This is what we're finding um, to be a common theme with the people that we've been interacting with. Uh, my mine and Addie's left side um, when we ovulate is way more intense with emotions, pain, um, suicidal ideation anxiety and isolation and lack of energy and let's talk about the difficulty concentrating yeah geez it's so bad i would recommend when you're in these times take some time to yourself self-care is so extremely important and also i wouldn't get behind the wheel also intrusive thoughts yes those are crazy very very intrusive and they're quick Yeah, so if you personally are experiencing disturbing or harmful or even scary intrusive thoughts that scare you, they're they're not you, you know, like. And there is that new texting hotline, 988. um, Is that that the new suicide prevention line? Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you just need to chat with somebody because your thoughts are a little too much, try that texting line out. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to talk to anybody. There are vocally, yeah, just you can text. There's also very, very supportive uh, pages on Facebook. That's where we go. I'm sure there's some on Instagram mm-hmm. or Twitter or whatever, but TikTok probably. yeah, but we personally are on um, a group on Facebook for PMDD, and there's a lot of women who will just post, "Hey, I need to talk to somebody," and then people, all say, the other girls, were like here's my number. Let's talk. You know, like you're not alone and you can find support and other people who understand where you're coming from. So help is always around and just reach out to those groups. If you feel like you need to get Mm -hmm. some closure and validation from them, because honestly, the validation, the second I joined that group and I saw all these other women going through exactly what I was going through, like huge, the world was lifted off my shoulders. Like it made so much more sense to me. Um, so as of right now, there seems to be no real cause to PMDD, but research shows that hormone changes during a woman's ovulation period does cause a serotonin deficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopkinsmedicine.org quoted, it may be an abnormal reaction to normal hormone changes that happen with each menstrual cycle. So from what we've noticed, um... Should we talk about our vitamins? Yes, I was just going to say. <laughs> um, so what we've noticed, and this is something that I've struggled with for a long time, is I will get really rashy and get hives 
um, like day five uh, and day like 20 to 21. And that is when my body starts having, I say in quotes, an allergic reaction to the hormones Mm -hmm. in my body. And uh, so what we have found for us uh, that's been very helpful is when I have those nights, I will take Benadryl and that helps kind of alleviate my dive a little bit Mm -hmm. um, because it always happens the night before my dives start. And then um, daily we take um, magnesium, vitamin D, fish oil, Claritin. Claritin. Because the antihistamine and also mydol is very good for antihistamine Mm -hmm. as well. Yes. And then vitamin B12. Uh, And then we just very recently, like yesterday, started trying turmeric and ginger, Mm -hmm. um, which are also anti-inflammatory. So... And not to mention all these medications have made my, well, not medication, all these vitamins have made my skin and my hair so beautiful. I know. It's so great. And and our nails are so strong and healthy. Um, the best part is you feel more balanced mm. with this concoction of vitamins than without them. Yeah. And it took me a while to convince Addie to try the Claritin. Yeah. Um, and get on board with being more consistent on taking those vitamins but truly like in the mornings that I wake up feeling divey and I take those vitamins then like 10 15 20 minutes later I feel I feel better yeah and we have also incorporated cold showers oh yeah to our day um that we watched the show Limitless on Disney Plus which it's with Crims Crims Hemsworth <laughs> Um, Chris Hemsworth. Yes, and it is phenomenal. If you are interested, it's basically like a self-help book in a documentary format. It is incredible. Um, But they talk about the health benefits of exposing your body to cold and that kind of stuff, uh, obviously in a controlled way because it can be dangerous uh, if it's extended exposure to cold. Yeah, don't want to get hypothermia. Yeah, but these cold bursts, so we just do 30 to 45 seconds at the very end of our shower, um, it helps reset your anxiety response. And the nervous system, it kind of like calms it. Yeah, and it's so cool because it's kind of like you get this like wave of euphoria. Euphoria, yeah. Like you just, I don't know. But like during my showers, I'll be calm and like just normal me and then by the time I do that cold blast of water I'm like giggling just laughing like it's just it's and it's a vulnerable experience because you have to like focus in on your breathing your body freaks out and you're just like I gotta (gasps) calm down (gasps) the gasping for air is no joke (laughs) but like and then once you're done you're like I accomplished that and you feel good and you're ready to go so cold showers I support Yes. Do it in your cool. <laughs> Do it in your cool. And also physical exercise and yoga mm-hmm. and even just going on walks. Get some dopamine, some serotonin going in your brain. Like just stimulate your mind. Yes. Color, paint, draw, listen to music, dance. Like anything that could be good for your brain and your happy hormones, do it. Yes. If it's safe and yep healthy yes (laughs) yeah and that's one thing that like I've been referencing to somebody very important in my life um coping skills uh and just redirecting her to what she says makes her feel most joy Mm -hmm. and so that's been very important and uh if you have ovaries 
you could have PMDD. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have no uterus. Yeah. If you still have ovaries, the hormones are still there, which can cause PMDD. Um, and it's harder to track because you're not bleeding. Mm-hmm. And, and you just kind of take a wild guess. Yeah. You just have to kind of really track and find your patterns. So um, we're going to take a quick second for our sponsor, Anchor.fm, and then we will be right back. And we're back. We're back. Woo! So, um... Addie and I wanted to just mention all of the things that we've talked about. We are going to put on our social media. We've got an Instagram. We've got a Facebook page. And, and TikTok. Yep. We just started a TikTok account. Uh, it's just at Mama, M-O-M-M-A, Bear Connects, all lowercase. And all one word. And all one word. So go find us on TikTok. We will be... Just starting to post stuff. We literally set it up last night, so yeah. it's going to be empty probably for as of right now. But. Yes, but we're going to get there, and, and we will share the like the list of vitamins that we take and Different just what things. Mindfulness practices and yoga, yeah. like even poses, like yoga poses. That'll help. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get all of that out there and accessible for everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. And then um, one thing that uh, Addie and I came across as we have been researching everything is uh, the use of ketamine as a treatment for PMDD and it being one of the only things that has been found to have long-term effects and help alleviate the symptoms uh, long-term. So we both went to our doctor and had a discussion with her in regards to this treatment and got her feelings. And um, oddly enough, she had had some uh, clinic come by to talk to her just the week that I talked to her um, and gave her pamphlets and information and everything. And uh, she had said that had that not happened that week, she probably would have been a little bit more um, reserved and more iffy. and referring. being iffy towards this treatment is valid because it's new. It's yeah. very, very new. So, yeah. And that, like, without Addie saying it's new, it's new in the PMDD world. Yeah. Um, it's been utilized for many, many years for anesthesia and chronic um, pain, chronic pain oh, and no. other things. So uh, it's, it's definitely a very researched medication. It's just... <laughs> um, it's just fairly new being used for mental health. It's it wasn't this big. It wasn't big before. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Now we are here in Utah and uh, there are multiple clinics across the state. Mm-hmm. There are multiple uh, psychiatrists, therapists that have it in their um, offices. And yeah, we also did talk to like I personally uh, we had reached out to my therapist mm-hmm. for her insight before yep. we started treatments also. Yeah. So talk to your doctor, talk to your mental health care provider, like get all the most professional information you can and go about this very safe way if you do feel like it's something you would like to try. Yes. 
Um, we did ultimately end up having a doctor referral for one of the clinics and I had had my treatment series back in October, uh, in to November, um, and it of 2022. Yes. 2022. And so this is recent. Yeah. Very, very recent. And, uh, it truly has been life-changing the, the best way that I can describe how I was prior to and how I am now Um, Prior to, everything was a big deal. There was no discernment between um, what was big and scary and what wasn't big and scary. Um, After I'd had my treatment, I like to use a dropped cup analogy where really everything now just feels like I dropped an empty cup on the floor and bent down and picked it up. So it really, like, it has helped my anxiety um, huge amounts. I was probably sitting at an eight to 10 on a scale of anxiety, um, 10 being the very worst ever, um, pretty much daily. Uh, it was always, always, always sitting at a 10 during my dive weeks. Um, and then after receiving the treatment, my anxiety went to like zero for quite some time. And just here recently, I did have a booster in December. Um, So the treatments are, it's recommended twice a week for three weeks. Yes. So there's six treatments in total with additional boosters if you feel you need them. As needed. And it's recommended for maybe like at least one booster. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as needed. Yeah. And again, all under supervision. Yes. Um, professionals in a safe environment, like, um, yeah, just make sure you're being safe and being smart. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, my, my anxiety still remains pretty low. Um, I do have like on my dive times, um, I do still get anxiety, but it's just, that's human. Yeah. And one thing too, that's been really, really helpful with this treatment is like, Again, the drop cup theory, like I can deal with something and let it go now rather, rather than, than hold on to yeah, it and just circle around in this spiral of thought. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that treatment has had has yielded the same result? For yes. You? So I also did the uh, six treatments. I have a booster scheduled for sometime soon, but that's just because I can kind of feel myself slipping a little bit and I would really like to avoid going back. Yeah. <laughs> let's not go backwards. Let's go mm. forwards. So I am able, and I just, I want everybody to be very aware that this treatment is not a fix, no. not by itself. You need to put in the work, journal, meditate, do self work as much as you can, because this, like with any medication or any sort of treatment you got to work on it yourself too Mm -hmm. so I don't want anybody thinking I went and got my treatments done I don't feel better because you got to put in that work yourself Mm -hmm. and I personally made a big journal like a scrapbook little journal about my treatments and I have different coping skills and all this stuff but I think it's very important to know that this is a helping hand and not a band-aid yep and one thing like Addie had drip drip 
Drew. Oh my God. Drew. Are you going to talk about the escalator? And yes. The stairs? Yeah. So Addie had drawn a little picture that was like a staircase. And in each stair, it was like sadness, loss, like she Grieving, had this kind trauma. of trauma. Yeah. And it was, it was a staircase to healing. Exactly. And so ultimately, you get to the top of that staircase and you've gotten through all of those things and you've learned how to process and properly cope and manage um where we we don't want people to view ketamine as an escalator as yeah of something that will like bypass all of that process that's not how it will work it will not be beneficial for you Mm -hmm. or anybody else you got to go through the hard stuff to get to the good parts of your life yep and, and you don't want to pass by things that can teach you valuable lessons because those are happening for a reason, regardless yep. of how crappy and sucky they are. It's it's there for a reason, and you're going to be learning from it. So don't skip out on that. That's the most important part of healing. Yep. So, Yeah, and that I think in the last three years, we've really come to recognize that all of the crap that we've been through was not – the universe conspiring against us yeah it was it was helping us actually learning and growing as human beings here on this planet and that is beautiful and amazing yeah and i also wanted to say that my my big emotions feel less big um after my treatments i was able to acknowledge the suicidal ideation Mm -hmm. and acknowledge the anxiety and be like uh what are you doing here Mm -hmm. because um, do you think it's fine if I say Angel's name? <laughs> Says it anyway. My, <laughs> my therapist, um, she was talking to me about, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Emotions, feeling emotion. Oh, yeah. She was saying that in one of my most recent sessions, I had been talking about how I hate being sad. But that's just like saying I hate being happy. Sad is an emotion, happy is an emotion, anger is an emotion, and they are all temporary, whether or not you like it. So I have been able to identify my emotions as if they were human beings. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, hey, sadness, I see you, I hear you. Do you need anything? Like, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And then sadness will say, I just need a bath, or I need to do a workout, or I just need to lay down. And I'll go, okay, sadness, then let's do that. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? Sadness leaves after (laughs) I give her what she wants. So, emotions are temporary, and this treatment has very much helped me realize that everything's temporary and learning to be comfortable with the unknown Mm -hmm. and just go with the flow. Yeah, and really, truly, one of my biggest messages was everything matters and nothing matters all at the same time. Yep. And that perspective has really helped me. We've experienced a lot of loss in our life, and um, so the fear of losing a loved one has been very prevalent, and after doing this treatment, um, that has kind of alleviated a little bit. Because it's okay. Yeah, because it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. We're going to lose people we love, and it's awful and terrible, and it sucks so much. But it's just treating you to love harder on the people who are still here. Yep. Exactly. Because you just got to go in with the ups and downs of life and just ride that roller coaster. Totally. And, it's worth it. Um, as Addie said, she is currently uh, seeing her therapist as well. So uh, we do suggest 
ketamine along with a therapy treatment. Yes, especially specifically EMDR. Yeah. Because I, when I was talking to my therapist, she recommended right after, like the day after or even right after my treatment to come in and do an EMDR session because my brain would be most vulnerable and prone to healing during that time. Because basically with the ketamine treatments, you're processing all the really hard stuff and you're able to face it without those hard emotions tied to it so the the death of my friends and the sexual trauma that I've been through like I'm able to and even like being assaulted like I was able to look at all of that and be like that happened and I'm okay with it yeah not okay with it I'm not moving on I'm moving forward yeah and that's all that matters is I'm able to step over the things that were trapping me for so long Mm -hmm. and that is so big to me and one thing I realized with my treatments is that life has been hard and that's fine. It's okay that I've been stuck and yeah. I'm moving forward. Yeah. I hate the phrase moving on. I hate it so much. Yeah. Nobody moves on. They move forward. Yeah. Remember that. Moving <laughs> on is fake. Fake news. Fake news. Yeah. And really like over these last three years, um, Addie has experienced a lot in her life and we'll probably, um, we'll touch it. T- yeah. We'll talk about it as we go along, but um yeah we we really have found it to be a very beneficial treatment um for us and uh for loved ones that also have pmdd that have also done ketamine treatment yes we have two other family members who Mm -hmm. have done this treatment and it's been life-changing for Mm -hmm. them yep very successful and again though there's still work that Mm -hmm goes along with it it's yeah hand in hand and it is not a quick fix it's not something that you decide the dosage you do not decide the dosage you go to a doctor and you have a consultation and you guys will come to a conclusion of where to start and where to end um for me i cannot end on what they recommended for me it's just too much and i that's fine don't care like what's good for me is what's good for me and the doctors can't tell me what's good for my body I yeah and also um this treatment process was very exhausting it's mentally draining it's it's very hard but not in the way that you expect it to be because Mm -hmm. you are processing a lot Mm -hmm. while you're going through these treatments and it'll show up in your dreams and you know like you just got to face it. It's just facing your fears, honestly, mm-hmm. with the support yeah. of not feeling so fearful. Yeah, totally. But yeah, that is one of the most effective things that we have done along with meditating and journaling and yoga and medications. Our and vitamins. Vitamins. Yeah. Like there's so many things that can be done to help alleviate these symptoms and these feelings. But We are also available on any of our social media platforms to talk if you want personal information or like experiences that we haven't talked about Mm -hmm. or like if you need to open up, we can probably just like start a little chat area or something. Just have people message in. I think there's a part on um, or a place in Anchor on anchor.fm that uh, listeners can leave voice messages. Oh, sweet. And so if you go on there on our episode, 
um, or on our page, you can leave voice messages as well, which will be cool because we can include our listener feedback Yeah, um, with future podcasts. Yes. And that's also one of the most important things is hearing back from you guys and understanding and knowing that we're helping people out. So if you have any questions or concerns or anything you would like to add, please reach out to us and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, we are super fired up. There's a lot of beautiful things in the works with this. Um, we're going to be beyond just podcasting. Um, Addie is going to be putting together different slideshows, slideshows. for each episode yeah. that we will also throw the link in on there so you guys can look through um, the slideshows of what our episode was just about just mm-hmm. to get some visible information to look at so you don't have to re-listen a bunch of times like it'll be right there and available for you guys yeah so um look forward to that watch um our um tiktok yeah we may be going live sometimes just to answer some questions or even just talk with you guys like hang out a little bit that'd yeah. be so fun oh that would be super yeah fun. we got people all over the world listening i would love to meet them yeah that would be so cool actually. yeah because you can do like uh Kind of like a FaceTime thing over TikTok really? Live. Yeah. So that'd be so cool if that we did that. That'd be so fun. So yeah, we we are super looking forward to this. We have a really long list of all of the things that we would like to discuss. And if there's anything that you personally feel needs to be talked about, let us know and we will figure out how to incorporate that. Absolutely. And and a reminder that this is a podcast of a mom and her teen daughter and our experiences together and a view from a teenager point of view and a mom's point of view yeah um which is very unique and special because not all teens and moms have the relationship that we do and that's um, why we're doing this yeah and we're here because communication and relationships are important yes so and again one last time we are not doctors. We are not giving any medical advice. We, we are, are advising you to go talk to a professional. Yes. <laughs> but we're giving you our experiences and our information that we have gathered. Yep, yep, yep. So please don't take this as any kind of medical advice. We do suggest that if you feel like this rings true in your heart and you know that there's something up but you don't know what, track your cycle. Yes. And also the what I mentioned about bipolar and PMDD being misdiagnosed. Um, the biggest thing with uh, bipolar diagnosis and PMDD diagnosis is PMDD fluctuates throughout the month and bipolar is a constant thing. Mm-hmm. So if your bipolar in quotes is fluctuating, you may want to look into PMDD instead, but also talk to your doctor. Yes. Get their advice and thoughts. Um, but we are going to wrap this up and get this out to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out for the last three years as we went through life and kind of had our Picked up some more information to share. (laughs) Yeah, more life experiences to share and talk about. And we really just love and appreciate all of our fans that have continued to listen and replay our episodes. And we're really looking forward to this next year. Yeah, we wish you all the best and hope this episode helps some people find some clarity and validation because mm-hmm. I know it definitely helped me. Yes. So, yeah, we'll get this out there, post on our socials, and, yeah, we'll get this all wrapped up and get it started. Woo! Good job, Addie. Good job.
so excited to do this again. Have a good week, you guys. <gasps> One thing we forgot. What? Highlight of the week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I forgot about the highlight of the week. Um, I think my highlight of the week. Mm. I'm not sure. I don't even remember this week. <laughs> Addie had COVID for the third time. Yeah. The third New Year's Eve in a row. Oh, yeah. I'm on yearbook. Um, Thanks, Dad. Helping me remember that. <laughs> I'm on yearbook this year. It's my senior year, actually. Woo! I was 14 in the last episode we recorded. That and I so turned, crazy. <laughs> I'm turning 18 in four months. So Weird. that's big and exciting. But I'm on yearbook my senior year, and I get to put together my senior yearbook, which is so awesome, and it's so exciting. I think that was the highlight of my week. Yeah. Because the page we just did was so good. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see it. My highlight of the week was probably the weekend. Yeah, probably the weekend. My my favorite thing in the whole wide world, my husband and I um, do yoga or some sort of like recovery thing at night. And um, it really is the best. We do it every single night. And truly, it's a daily highlight of mine. So that probably was my highlight of this this past week for sure. And it's New Year's, right? We're we're in a new year. It is. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's actually January eighth already. I know. It's <laughs> it's so weird. We How did um, we, get here? we have our words of the year. So rather than doing resolutions, we do words, words of the year. And for me, mine is release and I have an additional of calm. Minor peace and growth. So think about if you want a word of the year. Yeah. Um, but really, I'm going to let you guys go. But uh, next episode, we will remember our highlight of the week at the first of the episode. Yeah. Like we used to. And as we get back into the groove of recording, um, we'll just get better and better. And we really super appreciate all of you guys for listening in. Yes, we do. Have Thank a- you guys for keeping track and staying along. Yeah. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.